Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 14, Episode 14, title Catwalk. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one discursive co-host from the podcast pod <laughs> is my co-pilot. Please say... I need a diaper. To... T- <laughs> To Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. That is not one that I thought for sure you were going to pick. Oh, what did you have in your uh, list? Well, I have two notes. One where I said that will def- definitely not be Clip Zero, which was Drink Your Juice Shelby. Oh, yeah, no, no. I, I heard it, but that's too obvious. obvious. Too, too obvious. obvious. But I figured the one where Rue, after Michelle made the joke, where she, where Rue said, well, we went a really long way to get to the end of that joke. And that I said, that's going to be clip zero. No. 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 It has to be, like, kind of, like, absurd. There were there were a couple of contenders. I should have written them down because as soon as, soon as I heard, uh, what was it again here? Um, I need a diaper. I, I need a diaper. I was, that's it. But then there were others... <laughs> That's in the very beginning. There were others where I was like, oh, that could have been a good one, too. But I still like I need a diaper better. So uh, anyway, no. Anyway, guys, we'll keep this short. We'll keep it sweet. All right. Tons of bonus content. Patreon.com slash Afterthought Media. You get this show early. No commercials. There's so many. Sh- I, I think if, if you're at the highest here. You have a show in your feed about six days a week. All right? Mm-hmm. So it's insane. So much content and so much great content, you know? Because you have... this. Is what, I'm going to go through it right now. You have this show two days... I'm going to start with the week. This show two days early. Then you get Just Between Us Girls. Then you get... Um, right now... Oh, right now they're getting... Um, the executive tier is also getting flipped off a show that Lori and I did where we talk about this show on Quibi that doesn't exist but it's on Roku now where they re- they renovated um, homes where people were murdered and it's a ridiculous show and, oh okay and, I, I remember when that when Joe clips for that yeah yeah and we were more, so we're doing that and then on Monday night exclusive tier gets um, murder tonight a show where Lori and I talk about gay killers. And then on Tuesday night, everyone either gets throwing down or a tea. Mm-hmm. And then there is the new thing now with Rulaska Thoughts. We brought that back. And um, and then there's Being Alive Again, Mike Lawson's show where he analyzes the Stephen Sondheim song. I mean, there's so much content that they're getting every day. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Afterthought Media. Uh, Patreon comes with Afterthought Media. Now, once again... If you don't want all that, all right, but you want to hear Just Between Us Girls and you want to hear uh, season three, I think they're getting season three on this one, just scroll up on your Apple podcast and hit subscribe and then you'll get those shows and you get Just Between Us Girls at the same time everybody else does. (laughs) So, great. Uh, all right. This week, the queens have tic tac chats with Ruby and Michelle, write and record their own verses for RuPaul's catwalk music video. And on the runway, the category is You're a Winner, Baby. At the end of the day, Lady Camden is named the winner of the challenge, while Willow Pill and Angeria are placed in the bottom two. After a lip sync battle for their lives, both queens are sent to the finale, making the first ever top five. Taylor the Latte Boy named two things about the episode and one thing you did not. I enjoyed the episode. I thought for the most are you, it was wait, very... Are you frightened by this person now? No. No. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. I, there are parts of it that I didn't like. I mean, we'll definitely get to those. But I I liked the... There was... Uh, well, it's really kind of the first note that I wrote about Act 1 is they all seemed relaxed. Where they all seemed like they, they were ready to have fun with this. Mm-hmm. And they, were all, they all seemed excited to want to, like, support one another, too. Mm-hmm. While fighting for their spot in mm-hmm. the finale. Mm-hmm. So there was, there was there was something about the room that was very interesting. The other part of that was I I love the video. I I I love the too funky video, the original one. Mm-hmm. And so and this was definitely this wasn't even an homage. This was a rip off of it. Oh, was basically. it? Oh yeah, it was very much if you watch the original video from 92, which I can't believe that song's 30 years old. 
it is basically it is it is the video um uh so that in itself got me in a really good mood and i really enjoyed that the thing i did not the thing i did not like Hmm. is one of these that i the way i described it to my husband with nobody with there being a top five and there being yet another week with no elimination is do you remember the scene in clue when they're walking past the billiard room and the maid is dead on the billiard table and they all just stop and look in and nobody says anything. And then they all just turn their heads back around and just keep walking past the room. They never actually enter the room. I haven't seen clue in like 30 years. Okay. Well, th- that is something where at the end of it, where like there's so many dead bodies around them that they just kind of are like, whatever, like, mm-hmm. and, you know, at this point, And also the fact that we're, there's a reunion and then a finale. So obviously people are going home in two weeks. Yeah. Um, it's just sort of like a okay, but I, you know, it, it's just kind of it is what it is at this point. I'm sure we will talk about how they're going to do the finale towards the end of the episode. But. You know, you know what you just said right now it reminded me of, and I don't know if you ever talked to people who've done meth before, but uh, <laughs> it's my bread and butter for work. <laughs> yeah, and I had a friend who I think was on meth. Well, when I say I think, I don't know if he still is. We don't con- we're not in contact anymore. Yeah, but one of the things he told me, I think you've told me this before too, is they—I don't know if they want to have sex, but they have sex, but they keep having it and having it and having it, but they can't finish. You yeah. know, they just have it for like hours, maybe even days. Yeah. You know, to the point where they're like bleeding and raw, but they can't stop. You know, yeah, that's what this feels like when they do that. It's just going, and there's no cum shot. It's just we're raw. You know. Uh, bleeding, chafed, and we want to stop, but we can't. We can't. We can't bring ourselves to stop. Yeah. Um, I, like you, loved the music video. I was like, this is one of the best music videos that they've done in a very long time. I like the music video format, but now you're telling me it's a complete ripoff. No wonder it's good. But, but it's, but it's also a well done ripoff. Yeah. No. But it, it is I, – I wrote down I can only think of one other video that I think may be better. Sissy That Walk? Sissy That Walk. Yeah. Might be the only one that may be better. But even then, I kind of like this one more. But maybe because it's fresh in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, 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 this felt this felt high production value. This felt just very much – I just enjoyed it. But I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, so. no, no, no. I realize you're afraid of this Griffey and so you're – Trying to make him appeased. <laughs> anyway, also, you know, to be honest with you, it kind of got lost in the episode a little bit. But this idea of bringing them to learn the choreography and then filming the music video right there was an amazing twist. And yes. um, was very, very good. I really, really yes. liked that. That they were okay. like, oh, okay, you just learned this right now? We're going to film it right now. Because I was wondering, why are they in full drag for the choreography? Yeah, and I, I kind of got that whole, how could they be surprised? Normally, they're all in, like, you know, shorts and T-shirts. Learning yeah, they're all in, like, in, like, leg warmers and, and uh, <laughs> they're dressed like uh, flash dance. Yeah, they're in leotards <laughs> and leg warmers. They can flash dance. They all they all wear a sweatshirt that the, that the collar's cut off, so it's hanging off one sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dance. Yeah. So, uh, and, yeah, and so they, uh, yeah, it was, uh, but I, I did like that twist. Uh, the thing I didn't like is... It's such a it's such a more complicated discussion. Yes, I didn't like the no elimination. Yes, I don't like these the the penultimate the, the final filmed episode in studio is always this love fest where like you're perfect, you're beautiful, you're like Linda Evangelista to everybody. Everyone gets mm-hmm. praise. Everyone there's no negative words about anybody. Everyone's wonderful and perfect and beautiful. Yeah. We're used to that. And it's usually a difficult episode for us to recap because of that. But it was particularly annoying to me, this episode, because that's been the whole season. I feel for the whole, for the most part, this whole season has been, you're wonderful and perfect and beautiful and you deserve to be here and you're amazing. And with the cast, with the RuPaul and Michelle, everybody, and I'm all like... I was just like, ugh, this was just like the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back for me. Yeah. In terms of like, ugh. So that's the thing I didn't like about this episode. It was just like, 
more of the same. Everyone's perfect and everyone's beautiful and wonderful. Um, all right. I want some nastiness, motherfucker. Are you watching this Drag Race España? No, not yet. You know, a little bit of a plug for this Rulaska Thoughts. We are having key, the, the new policy with the international shows is I'm just going to bring on other afterthought hosts. It's not going to always be Christian, everybody. And we're just going to kiki about the episode. No formal, there's no producers, no script. Um, well, look, I imagine people are like, Ugh. I was going to say, that felt like a read. <laughs> I know. You know what? I don't feel bad because I will say Christian is really good at shading me in, pri- in, per- in private and in, in public. Where he'll just say horrible, horrible things to me, right? And under the guise of flattering me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, the other day, I was talking, I, I hung out with him the other day. Mm-hmm. And we got in the car, I don't remember the topic of um, him giving me, you know, he's an esthetician. Of he, him giving me a facial came up. And he was talking about how Oh, that'd be kind of great because now he's in his company that he works for. He's pro aging and he's like, not, you know, most makeup lines say anti aging. We're pro aging. And so you'd be perfect for this show. Like he's always telling me like how incredibly old I am and stuff like that. And like, and, and fat and gross. I was going to say, you have so much collagen in your skin because of all the puffiness. Yeah. I think that I have a lotion that would really be good and it would accentuate all of that extra Girl, chub. I get insulted. All over your yeah, face. I get insulted every single time. So I don't mind saying it, but I'm sure there are listeners who are like, Ugh. You know, he, I, it was, he was on two weeks in a row. I think we're going to have Robert on next week. But anyway, in Espana, what I love, too, is the it shows you sort of what we were missing this season. A, it was just a really good episode. No real drama on that episode, but the drama happened afterward. They did a talent show. And one of the queens jumped off a, a big box, right? I actually okay. have not seen the original Aja tweet, but she tweeted something along the lines of, that they copied her. I know. I can. I can gather from what happened afterwards. If someone has the original tweet, can you post it? Because I've I, I've never seen the original tweet. She tweets something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just everybody just comes for Aja, right? Even it's and what's funny is even after uh, they because um, the, the, Aja and the girl she insulted and all these they made up. And they, they they publicly were like, we're fine, we're cool, we're friends. It's kept going where other people are weighed in. And they called, uh, I think it was uh, Dovima Nermi called um, Aja Paella Face. And then, <laughs> oh. yeah, and then Aja comes back at her. And then they're all rallying around each other. And it's, it's a whole thing. It's, it's still going on. And someone pointed out on, on social media, and this is true, they're like, this is all because of a box. Yeah. And they're like, it, Aja didn't invent jumping off big boxes. No, and then, Lemon just did it on UK versus the world. Yeah, but then they, gonna... and then they showed that, like, I guess in the in how we in the Canary Islands, this is a very common thing with the dragon. They show videos from years ago of people doing. I mean, girl, it's been the biggest drama, and I'm like, this uh-huh. is what we have not had on this season. Okay. Okay. Okay, Griffey. <laughs> Griffey doesn't the closest anymore. we've come to that was on an episode of Untucked with the "This is your moment." <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess they couldn't find the original tweet in Discord either. I'm not seeing it. Well, I don't see humble pie. humble pie is usually the one that goes and finds it. Anyway, she's probably taking a bath. Um. All right. After the double elimination, the queens enter the workroom shaken up after the third double sachet in Drag Race history. The, gr- the group congratulates Bosco on her one. 180 degree turn from eliminated to winning and all the queens compare win counts going into the final challenge the next day rupaul enters the workroom to announce the final maxi challenge the queens will design one-of-a-kind looks write and record their own lyrics and learn choreography for the music video for rupaul's song catwalk amid all that the girls will join rue and michelle for a tic-tac lunch to kiki about the season. Next, the queens get to work on their outfit designs and lyrics. Bosco wants to channel Linda Evangelista, and Jiria plans to wrap her verse, and Willow keeps her lyrics under wraps. Lot going on here, and yet nothing at all, Taylor. Any big thoughts on everything that goes from there to the Tic Tac Lunch? 
I was very surprised. I forget who said it, but that this was only the third time we've had a double elimination. Mm-hmm. It feels like we've had more, mm-hmm. but when you, it, it is, but, but the last time we had one was season seven. That sounds right. I think it was, it was um, no, I eight. will survive. It was eight. It was Layla McQueen and Dax exclamation. Yeah, for I will survive. And the other one was, I believe, Honey Davenport and, and not Honey Bennett. Davenport, not Honey Davenport. It was um, Honey Mahogany. Honey Mahogany and who? Uh, Vivian Penay. Vivian Penay. Yeah, that was. That was I don't a, remember what song that was for. I don't know. That was that was a bad one. Though, I remember that was that was that was a bad one. But yeah. I also said, well, they did do the double elimination on UK, but they would have recorded those right near each other so there's no way that they would have known about technically yeah they don't know about each other yeah right um um, yeah i just thought that that was that was an interesting factoid Mm -hmm. that when you figure it's been six years on the flagship show where they haven't had a double elimination that Mm -hmm. that's that's interesting i also thought the fact that there were two in the top five that had already previously been eliminated was an interesting fact too, because Diabetti was sent home the first week, and then technically Bosco was eliminated, but the chocolate bar. Yeah. So that was just interesting, and I think it just speaks to the. This is just an odd season. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really kind of what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, I as I said before, I love the two funky video, and I love that song. So I was I was excited going into this for that, hoping that they didn't fuck it up, and they mm-hmm. didn't. Um, and I also get when she said Cowok, I mentioned in the beginning of the season that I love that song. I mm-hmm. think that's a really great song. And yeah. I always wondered why it was so short because it's only like the version that is, was available back in the beginning of the season is only like two minutes, like 25 seconds long. Okay. And I'm like, oh, so that she could add lyrics to it. Um... Like when the, when the, when the, when the new remix of it comes out lyrics. So, um, and there is a video for that song, and it's horrible. It looks like it was filmed with about twenty three. Oh, it's not. It's not this one right here. No, oh. there's one that she released a week or two before, and it is which the one. And I watched it. It's come up like on like a playlist that of where it just shows old videos that I've watched before mm-hmm. on YouTube. She is. There are parts of it that her face is. She looks like Vanessa Williams, like the way mm-hmm. she does her makeup in the video. But she's got the wig on to where it makes her ears stick straight out. Like where she's got the wig almost tucked behind her ears. It's a very weird look, okay. and I can't help but not look at that when you watch the video. It's just okay. it's an odd, odd look. But um, I, I feel like I've talked a lot. Did you have any thoughts on any of the that that section? Well, I don't have anything on before the the title screen, but I will say this: when RuPaul came in to announce the the maxi challenge, and she is like super happy, you know, uh-huh. and I'm like, well, I don't know what this bitch is on, right? And then she goes, she, I wrote it down. She goes, if I had to relive the whole season over again, and I was like, oh god, no. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Because there was, was a pause. Like, there was a she was, If I had to relive this whole season again, I go, oh, please don't let this be a twist. Please don't let this be some sort of weird twist where we're reliving the whole fucking season again. Because I uh, will jump off a cliff. <laughs> It'll be, is she going to jump from there? I'll be like, yes! And then I'll jump off the cliff. And then Aja would write uh, bad shit about me. Um, here's a weird question. I would love to know the logistics of this. Rue says they're going to design... Oh, no, this is not that part yet. But we'll get to that. We can talk about that now. But Rue said, all Rue says is you're going to design your own outfit. He doesn't say someone else is going to sew it. He doesn't, he doesn't say you're going to design your own outfit. No, they did say that. No, they, they did say designers will build the, the outfit for you. No, later. Oh, okay. they say it. But she, when she tells them, she's like, you're going to design your own. I can go find it. She, we can listen. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I was writing a note, didn't hear it. And then they're all like, ooh, come on. You design outfits all the time, right? And then later they're like, when they, because you know when they have the confessional, they recap, they go, we're going to do this and designers are going to build it for us or something like that. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, I do think that they designed it, but I want to know when. They didn't design the workroom. I feel that they would need more than like a 10 hour turnaround time to make design oh. this outfit. Yeah, no, I thought about that too. I did say that I love the idea that they're having designers do this for yes. them. Yes. But something that was 
<clears throat> something that I noticed, it was a split th- second thing with Mulan Rue. Uh-huh. When they were going through, if you go back and watch when they're all reading the scripts, mm-hmm. at one point on the back of one of the pages of one of their sheets, it shows all of the costumes. So oh, where, where, really? where the designs of the costumes are all going to be. Oh. So I am willing to bet that maybe one of the designs, like, you know, they have to bring outfits that are forced or that, of where they said to them, you have to bring a design for a video yes. challenge. It should probably be a bodysuit that allows you to move in it and that sort of thing. So they probably brought something and submitted it. Yes. And then much like we've seen them do before, like you talked about on Dragula where they're pretending to sew things. Yes. They probably just said, everybody sit with your pictures and just kind of draw. Well, yeah. Well, yeah when you watch them drawing, they're just like shading it. They're like just doing a line. They're not really doing anything. Yeah. All right. Okay. So Taylor, I have the audio right here. We might have a little bit to play up to, but let's see what she says here. Here we go. Okay. First, you'll write and record your own original lyrics. Then, you'll work with Drag Race choreographer, Miguel Cerate. Last but not least, you'll design your own catwalk couture to be featured in the video. Oh, and... Yeah, as I'm like... Well, then how did I know that they were having design? Because they say it after the commercial, you know, when they tell you... Oh, today we're doing this and this and this, and people are gonna. They say that in after the commercial when they're recapping what we've what we've seen. Okay. Oh God, I love being right so much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I can and I can admit when I am wrong. So, um, the the only other thing that I have to say is when Angeria said Willow and I are so close, I said, "Oh, they're the bottom two this week." Oh, I, didn't was, I, I, I just went with it. But you know what's funny that you say that, though? When, when, a, when Akiria, um. Angeria. I'm sorry, Angeria. No, Akiria C. Davenport came in. You didn't see this, Taylor? <laughs> no. When Angeria and Willow were talking about that, I was like, I was like, I wish I could have that, like, I should have it pulled, like the, the going back, the dream music, the harp, right? But uh-huh. when Angeria and Lady Camden were going to fuck each other? Uh-huh. Whatever happened with that? <laughs> now they're just like whatever about each other. Yeah. Well now it's things, all about Willow. Things change, things change every day in middle school. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes your best friend is your worst enemy. Yeah. Um Yeah. So yeah, Angeria and Will. I I never I never thought that far. I try not to think that far ahead. I try just to go with the story. I try not to make any predictions. So I was just watching that, but I was yeah, um I could see how you would think that. Um why can't Bosco stop talking about wearing the fucking goddamn corsets and the bras? Because she's in her head. Yeah. That would be me too. Yeah, no, that that that's where it's in her head. Mm-hmm. But that's all I had to say about those moments. Do you have any other thoughts? Anything we didn't say, Taylor? No. That's that's everything that I had in my notes. All right. For the Tic Tac chats, each of the girls takes a turn chatting with Rue and Michelle over a lunch of Tic Tacs. Bosco isn't surprised to be in the top five, but is pleasantly surprised by her performance in the comedy challenges. RuPaul tells Diabetti she didn't expect her to get this far because she couldn't break away from Crystal Method, and Dia shares her journey with diabetes and how it affects her drag career. And Jiria talks about her eight drag kids and how they inspired her in the competition and the support and the advice she got from her parents before entering the race. Willow shares her struggles with cystinosis and how she's had to adapt to succeed in drag, and Rue suggests she made a character called or that she make a character called Sister Gnosis. Finally, Lady Camden reveals her brother completed suicide when she was younger, and that's complicated her feelings about her home in the UK. All things Tic Tac Lunch, Tate of the Latte Boy, any thoughts? Go ahead. This felt, these interviews felt very relaxed to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because the girls have been there for nine months, but it mm-hmm. just seemed very much of the where there was there was charisma, um, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Mm-hmm. But the, a lot of the questions they asked, they answered with a very matter of fact. In fact, the worst part, I think, of the interviews was Rue and Michelle. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I had said, the only thing that I wrote in the Bosco interview is Michelle is worthless in this one. <laughs> because she just seemed to, she just didn't seem to really bring anything, except for when she made the stupid joke and then Rue made fun of her. Yeah. Uh, so Daya, I thought, why are they bringing up Crystal? Like th- that's what she sits down, and that's like other than we didn't think you'd get this far because we just saw another Crystal method. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
that part of the storyline, we feels like we've gotten past that. There's no reason to remind the audience of that. Daya has, Daya has definitely come into her own as a, as a performer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously I was very interested that when she talked about diabetes as a fellow diabetic, mm-hmm. um, uh, and I didn't realize that she wore an insulin pump. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting to me. Angie, I thought came off as the most charismatic, um, during hers. So, and, and I think that charisma is really Angie's strong suit. I think that that is something where even when she doesn't do well, like with things like dancing or the roast challenge last week, or even some of the acting that she does is that she is just so likable yeah. that you can't help but root for her. Yeah. Um, the one thing I wrote with, and, and Willow and Camden to me both kind of had the, the similar notes in that with Willow talking about her cystinosis, mm-hmm. I realized that it, again, in the top five, we have two Queens who have chronic illnesses, which was something a little between oh, her and Diana. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. You know, it's very, very different. Um, but also with Camden, I, Again, Rue is gross because at one point when she's opening up about her brother's suicide mm-hmm. and Rue is like, well, have you resolved it? And I wrote, Molly, you in danger, girl. Because if she, depending on how she answered that, I think would have said whether or not she actually was going to make it to the top four. Yeah. Because if it's something where she went, oh, yeah, I'm past that. I'm, okay, well, then we can't squeeze the last little bit of drama yeah. out of her about that. Um, but she seemed, I thought Camden seemed the most genuine Mm-hmm. And I, the reason I say that particularly was I noticed that her, she was very, we've seen her as very kind of a a fun, vivacious, bubbly character in the workroom. Mm-hmm. She was very quiet talking about it. So okay. that's why I feel like, and it wasn't, it just seemed very, very genuine. So that that immediately I was like, okay, she, she's she's doing the real deal here. This mm-hmm. isn't where I'm trying to. I'm I'm not saying this because I'm trying to win the crown. I'm saying this because I'm having a conversation with my hero mm-hmm. about how my brother's suicide affected me. Yeah. Well, going back to what you said earlier about how it seemed more real, maybe because they're not doing this Fakakta podcast thing or the dumb Tic Tac lunch joke. They're really having probably a real conversation as close as you can to having a real conversation with them. And so maybe it felt more real. Yeah. yeah. Did you have any thoughts about any any particular thoughts about the interviews? The only thing I had, this is really sad, was RuPaul at first calls Crystal Method the barge. And I'm like, <laughs> she 100, they had to tell her, it's they, they had to tell her it's Crystal Method. She yeah. 100% did not remember her name. Yeah. And probably in her head thinks her name is Elda Barge. Right? Yeah. Was, that's the only thought I had in Tic Tac Lunch. I was just like, snore. I hate these episodes. In fact, speaking of, Taylor, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we are going to talk about the rest of this episode. We'll be back right after this. We had so much fun during that break. Ugh, the laughs we had. You guys, ugh, you're missing out on so many laughs that happened during the break. It's, it's Taylor told so many jokes. Mm-hmm. Knee slappers. Knee slappers. Uh, all right. The queens return to the workroom to find their completed garments for the music video on the set. Michelle and choreographer Miguel Zarate encourage the girls to sell their performances even if they fumble the choreo. And the queens are surprised to learn they're filming the video immediately after the rehearsal. Taylor, the latte boy, your thoughts on the music video shoot day? I guess, well, I already said the one of where one of the girls said, we're filming now. I'm like, girl, you're in your costume. Like, what did you think? The only thing I could think of is they were going to say, we want to see how you can move in these costumes that you didn't. Like, that's how they told them that. Mm -hmm. But even then, hair and makeup was done. It just felt very like, you knew this was going to happen. You just, they told you to act surprised. Oh, so you think, oh, you you think they were told to act surprised? Well, either that or they're, Five of the dumbest girls we've well, ever had on the show. What they could have done, hear me out. What they could have done was lie to them. And what I mean is, you know, because you know the the shots that they did in the workroom, um, uh-huh. where they're behind the scenes, as maybe they were like, "We're filming those now, and then you're going to do your rehearsal." 
Does that make Except sense? that they're all wearing different outfits in the behind the scenes. Oh, they are? Yes. They're all wearing different outfits. They're all in like various states of like lingerie and stuff in that. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Who knows? Everything's a lie. <laughs> you know. I talked already about the fact that I go I have this note, but I'll say it again. I wrote, How are the costumes magically there? How did that how did this happen so fast? But like you said, they they've they've had these drawings for years. Not for years, but like for a while. Yes, the, the season has been feels like it's been going on for years. Um, I, la- I go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I said something. Now you say something. I was just saying that I think this filming the music video now is a good twist. Great idea. Okay, I like the fact that they didn't show us them recording or singing their lyrics in the video. Oh, then we got to wait until we actually saw the video to hear the lyrics mm-hmm. and everything went along with that. And I hope that that is something that they continue doing in future seasons. Um, and, and proof of that would be when they were all talking at um, when they were getting ready the next day and they were talking about what was your favorite challenge that you worked on. And they showed that goddamn Angeria Supremes thing where it's just the one line that it felt like they showed her singing four million times yeah. when she was recording the track for it. That yeah. my man, he loves me or whatever it is. I, that I was like, Ugh, I hate that. Which also, by the way, completely forgot that Carrie Colby was part of the season when she showed up in the background. I saw um, someone posted um I keep wanting to call her April Carry on, whoever the hot guy was. Uh Alyssa Hunter. Alyssa Hunter. She did something where they she did oh my makeup would have been this. The mirror challenge. And uh-huh. I was like, Oh, look at the former contestants are doing it now from other seasons. I was like, Oh no, she was this season. <laughs> oh my god. You know you know what's funny is I mentioned this somewhere. When I was preparing, remember we did the response to Griffey? Yeah, for the voice. Oh, yes, now? I'm quite aware. I remember doing the response to Griffey. One of the things I didn't mention, and I had prepared, were uh, my a point I was going to make was, um, well, let's look at season because he was like, everyone loves this show, right? And I was like, well, let's look at the ratings. Let's look at the ratings, right? And I went to season ten, which was the first time they went to VH1. I thought that was only fair. We can't trust logo and stuff like that, right? Not that they, right. It's just it's a smaller. They don't have the same reach, right? So I went to the season 10 ratings, pulled those, and I was going to show that on the whole, they were significantly higher than this season. The season that the ratings have gone down, okay? Uh-huh. To be fair to Griffey, before he goes and starts doing research, you know, he starts becoming, you know, Julie Roberts in the Pelican Brief. I'm telling you right now, it, they've been, the season, the ratings have been the same for the past two or three years. Okay, since the pandemic. Okay. All right? But, uh... What I did see, though, when I was doing that is, oh, my God, you're not going to believe this. Do you know when episode one of season 10 was? Of season 10? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 2000, like 19. No, 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 no. But what? When in the year? Oh, uh, like March, like late March, like March 26th. Yeah. yeah. And it just went straight until like, and then it was early June was the finale. Right. Because they always did it where the finale was during pride month. Yeah. Late March, Taylor. Mm-hmm. We'd be just starting. <laughs> Alyssa Hunter would still be fresh in our brains because yeah, but then going only, home this week. You'd only have to do, let me see, some of March, April, May, and part of June. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's your point? So I want to let you know, make you feel bad. Um, okay. So at one point, Michelle tells Angeria, that she gives her a hint to get her knees. She doesn't do it. Two things. Why didn't she get the hint? Maybe she didn't want to do it. Because then the other thing, too, is like, this is where I hate this stuff. She's, like, she's giving you a hint. If you're directing a music video, and especially since she's lip syncing, the audio doesn't mean anything, why wasn't Michelle... Get on your fucking knees! You know? <laughs> like. <laughs> because Michelle's having flashbacks from when she auditioned for seduction. Yeah. <laughs> True. Good point. Like, she's like, oh, she didn't pick up the hint. Well, why are you hinting? You're the fucking right. director. And But I also find that this is the second time 
in the season in which I feel like Angeria was given a hint. We talked about, or and this may, this is my conjecture. We talked about when Rue and Carson came into the workroom to look at outfits, I think for the ball challenge. Yeah. And like, as Angeria was walking away, Rue and Carson were talking about the volume of her skirt or something like that. Like very much a, we want to tell her this, but we can't officially tell her this. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it could be seen on the one hand, it could be seen as giving her, you know, an unfair advantage. But then when you say something like, and that's a hint and the other girls are looking at each other, it just, it just felt very unfair. I think they were afraid that she was going to really shit the bed Mm -hmm. and that they wanted her to make it to the top four. Yeah. So that's why they're doing it. But it's, it doesn't seem fair to me. I don't know in Jerry's background. I am not saying she has a learning or a processing disability here. I want everyone to know that. This is just, it reminded me of this. Did you hear that this could be coming up that Chris Rock has talked about how he has a processing uh, disability, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because when you watch the Will Smith video, Will Smith is walking up to him aggressively and Chris Rock is just standing there smiling at him. And mm-hmm. even when you see some pictures of the slap, Chris Rock is still smiling. And I'm like, yeah. oh, he does. I mean, it, he wasn't that it took him much long. It, 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 he didn't have enough time to process what was going on. And so um, that's all I'm going to say there. It's one of the, I, just, I, I had to comment on Will Smith and what's going on in the time um, <laughs> on all these episodes. Uh, all right, Taylor, any other thoughts on the music video shit? Shoot on the music video shit. Music video shit. Now you were right the first time. Yeah. Um, uh no, not that I can think of. Let me I unfortunately my notes are all over the place, so I gotta see if I can find if there's anything else that I wrote. Uh has a corkboard behind I've never seen it before. I didn't have some sort of pins in Are they all like Disney pins? Those are well that's my husband's corkboard. Um and they are I believe a lot of them are Super Mario pins. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. No, I have no other. I have no other notes. All right, it's elimination day, and the girls get ready for the runway one last time. The queens discuss their initial impressions of each other. All were impressed by Angeria's poise and professionalism, but were shocked by her out of drag persona. And Diane Willa, Diane Willa, Willa, Diane Willow admit to underestimating Lady Camden, but minds were changed after Daytona wins. Any thoughts on elimination day? No, th- this is standard boilerplate. We've seen this before. Yeah. We've very much seen this of people in the past, you know, past. what did you think of me? What did you think of me? Yeah. That's definitely a producer under the yeah. under the makeup table saying, yeah. somebody asked that question. Yeah. They've probably seen enough episodes where the producers don't even need to say it. Taylor, uh, well, now it's time for the looks. Any uh big thought? The, the category was you're a winner, baby. Any big thoughts on the looks? Um, I thought Bosco from the neck up was absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dress itself, the concept of it was great. The fit was horrible. I, I, I don't get why it just felt like it felt like it was two sizes too big. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that the way that the bust line kind of ex- moved mm-hmm. away from the body, I just I didn't like. But I thought that she from the neck up was breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Um. Andrea's outfit was dull to me. I, I, another podcast talks about the idea. Another Drag Race podcast talks about that you shouldn't wear black on the runway because it dulls you. And I understood that when I saw that this time. So I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't like it, and I didn't like the silhouette of it. Uh, Diabetes was one that I kind of liked, but it's a great concept of doing something like that with the with the burns and the scorch marks and everything like that. Lady Camden was absolutely beautiful. Lady Camden's was my favorite of all of the looks. Mm-hmm. And I did not understand the mouse thing from Willow Pill. <laughs> I, I didn't get it at all why you would have that be your last look. Other than she's this kind of quirky weird, and it is quirky and weird. So I guess it does speak to her brand. But the, the, but also the fact that the, um, the sheer underneath the dress didn't mm-hmm. match her actual face. So that was very like, they were just off two shades of like, one was blue and one was like a reddish brown. I mm-hmm. just wasn't wasn't a great look for me. That's my thoughts on all the looks. I just wrote one or two things because I know we do bring it to the runway. Oh, that's right. Well, we don't do it. Christian and Robert do bring it to the runway, and you can go find that wherever you get your podcast, and they'll 
talk about the looks in detail. You know, I don't ever have any thoughts on the looks. I don't think... I don't even know why I have another show about that. I don't think the looks, you know, talking about them. Horrible. You know what would have been a good idea this season was to have, like, either Ross or Carson on. Because maybe they could have given some, like, behind the scenes and sort of talked about... Um, what they what they feel about the list. I don't have anything to say about them. All right, Taylor. Well, those are the looks. On the main stage, judges give a final round of critiques, and RuPaul asks each queen what advice they'd give to their younger selves. After the dust settles, RuPaul names Lady Camden the winner of the challenge and sends Diabetti and Bosco to the finale with her leaving Willow Pill and Jerry to duke it out in a lip-sync bat- battle for the final spot in the grand finale. The song... Telephone by Lady Gaga featuring Beyonce. In the end, both queens are saved, leaving five queens still in the race going into the grand finale. Taylor the Latte Boy, any final thoughts on the episode? I thought, as I said before, definitely one of the best videos they've ever done. Okay. Absolutely one of the best videos they've ever done. I thought that everybody, everybody looked really great in it. Um, Camden was particularly, I mean, I know Camden won and she's not anyone that I've ever necessarily considered to be attractive mm-hmm. as, as a queen, but there was a couple of times where I'm like, Oh, she's beautiful. Like mm-hmm. she looks really, really great. And diabetti, it, it, it could have gone to either one for a winner. And I would have agreed with that. I mean, diabetti was really, really good in it as well. I loved, I loved her look. I love the Betty page thing. I also think diabetti is cute as a boy. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're uh, brothers of the insulin, I guess. So maybe that's why. But um, the part we always groan every year when my husband and I, when they do the, what would you say to? And I noticed that she didn't use names. She doesn't use names anymore. She just says your oh. four-year-old self, your one-year-old self, your six-year-old self, that sort of stuff. Primarily because it feels like, ironically, it always feels like where she is looking at them, basically going, you know, cry for me, clown. Mm-hmm. you know in order to get this and you see you we've seen girls over the years that definitely have practiced this speech in their hotel room the night before mm-hmm. 10 ways to sunday and all this kind of stuff what i liked about this one was that all of the girls seemed it was they were genuine they were short they were to the point um and I loved that as somebody, you know, we talked about the idea of bullying and how that's not something that I'm comfortable, like seeing that in media and that kind of stuff. But we had somebody like Angeria say, people are going to say shit to you. Fuck them. Their opinions don't matter. Fuck up the way that she said it. So like, I was like, yes, that is, that is what I say to clients all the time when they have issues with people thinking things about them and all that kind of stuff. And I just, I really thought that it was nice to finally hear somebody kind of say that that way. Um, do you have any thoughts so far? Or are you just asking me for my final thoughts? Or are you giving your final thoughts? Okay. I um I want to know which team are you at this point. It's so funny that you say that. I was thinking that. I don't think I really have a team, but not because they're all so shitty. Is I'm fine with any of them winning. Could see any of them winning. I think Bosco's chances are lower. You know? Um... But I could see Angeria winning. I could see Willow Pill winning. I could see Lady Camden winning. I don't really see Diabetti, win- Diabetti winning either, but I could be wrong. Who knows? I would say if I had could only vote for one, I would say I would go Lady Camden. Okay. Just talking about consistency, growth, uh, overall personality, uh, you know, all the, the charisma, the uniqueness, the nerve, and the talent. Willow Pill is a very close second, and and Shiri is definitely third for me, but I could see her winning as well. Okay. So I am am going to make a prediction right now that may be wrong, that maybe where people hear this and they go, it's never going to happen. They have all of these firsts, all of these strange twists and turns all season. This is going to be the season where there's a tie for the winner. I that that's a main season. I know they did it in All Stars with Monet and Trinity, but this is going to be the first time that there's going to be two. I truly believe that, and I think I think Bosco is going to be one of them, and I think it's going to be Bosco and Camden. Really, the winners? Yes. Okay. okay. Yes, I I just have a feeling at this point that it is, um, 
that that's what it is. Lauren S. just wrote in the chat room that maybe that's why they upped the prize money. So that, that way they can split it between the two of them. Oh, I see. And then each, each, each girl would get 75 instead of 150. Okay. And I, I, I think that that's going to be the case. How do you think they're going to do five if they're, if they're, if they're doing lip sync for the crown? Maybe they're not even doing that. Hey, Connie, how should I know? <laughs> what I'll say is going back to the final thoughts in the episode. You were talking about the baby pictures. I'll be honest with you, and this is maybe not a good thing, or who knows. It is such a cringy aspect of the show, and it's so trite. And for the very reasons you said, they practiced it in a room, and blah, 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 blah. I don't even pay attention. I mean, I half pay attention. You know, this is where I'm checking Instagram, waiting for... If, if someone, like, you know, like, says, fuck you, RuPaul, or something like that. But, like... <laughs> um, but for the most part, I don't... I just think it's so fake and not real. It's a fake question. It's it's a fake answer. I just don't buy into it. I think it's really cringy. Not yeah. a fan. And nor- normally, I'm the same way. But this year felt different. Hmm. But, okay. Uh, I do want to talk about the lip sync song. Years oh, yeah. ago, years ago, you and I and Evan Ayers did a uh, show where you, the two of you... Talked about yes. your favorite past lip syncs, and I said songs that should be lip syncs. And in the years, we've had some of them as lip sync songs, you know? Okay. Uh, I forgot that this was one of your songs. Yes, yeah. this was one of those songs. Telephone by Lady Gaga featuring Beyonce was one of those songs. I believe no, and I, I'm looking at it right now, No Scrubs wasn't one of them, but that was, I think, that was a UK season, right? That wasn't a, a no, regular. That was, uh, well, I think they did it on UK, but that was also Nina West. That, that's the one that sent Nina oh, West home. Okay, so here's what I have left on my list. I have Make Me Feel by, by Janelle Monet. I have Tightrope by Janelle Monet. I have Make Me Feel has been on. Oh, it has? Make Me Feel was uh, uh, Shea versus Jujube versus Cracker. Oh. That was, that was the final song that they did. Okay, so, I've done, so, I've, so far I have three. I have Tightrope by Janelle Monet. I have you don't oh, have to say, a great one. I have you don't have to say you love me by Dusty Springfield. We already have telephone. I have we got the beat by the Go Go's. Have they done that? You don't have to say you love me was on uh, UK. Oh, okay. So I got that one. I do they have they done we got the beat by the Go Go's? No. Have they done Karma Chameleon by the Culture Club by Culture Club? By the Culture Club. By the no, Culture Club. Um, I know I. That would be a good. I'm surprised they haven't done a Boy George one. Well, you know, right. I have. They've done Last Dance by Donna Summer, correct? No. Oh, they haven't. No, because I don't have brain matter on that wall back. If they ever do Last Dance, that's my like my all time favorite song. And then my number one and number two were No More Tears, Mm -hmm. Barbara Streisand and Diana Ross, which I'm surprised. That would be fantastic. And Whitney Houston, I have nothing. That one, I can't imagine they would get the rights to. I feel like the... Have they ever done a Donna Summer song? Yes, they've done... Because they did... Uh, oh, MacArthur Park. Bad Girls. And they've done MacArthur Park. I, I'm i willing to bet Streisand is holding up the rights to that. I wonder... Or, or just, it's just a lot of money. Yeah, or it's just... A, yeah, but I mean, you can't tell me that Telephone wasn't a lot of money. True. Donna, honestly... You know the way they always pick somebody for the mm-hmm. finale? Like they've done like uh they did Britney Spears, they've yeah. done Janet Jackson. Donna Summer songs would be a great finale of where they have the boxes and you have to pick one of the songs. Yeah. Um that would be a great It seems artist. like they try and go young though. Not young, but younger. Like they go like they, they, they seem to go like millennial, not old f- fucks like us. <laughs> that could be that, I'm sure RuPaul would love that too. All right, Taylor. Any other final thoughts on the episode? No, that's 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 everything. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week. Next week we do. Next week is an exciting week. We do the reunion, which that's not exciting, but unless something exciting happens. But it's also when you and I replay our predictions. From Meet the Queens, which you've already listened to. I have not listened to in 15 weeks. So I have a sense. I know that we were very wrong because I knew I did not like Willow Pill or Lady Camden. But 
we'll see how wrong we were next week. Uh, as we anyway, as we, we, we were right about one thing though. What was that? That was that Orion was going to go home first. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But uh, so join us next week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race season fourteen. So for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Taylor has another podcast. It's called Pod is My Copilot, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Instagram and Twitter at P-I-M-C Taylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen and Zach Birch. Very special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters. Agnesia Chopinska. April Pacheco. Astute Girl. Brad Coley. Coco San Pedro. Oh. Declan Prosser. Oh. Drew Brooks. Oh. E. Smith. Emma, oh. Humble Pie, oh. J. Thomas Plank, oh. Jesse Harris, oh. Lauren Eckert, oh. Lionel Campbell, oh. Lucy Carrasco, oh. Luke Stamen, oh. Nicholas oh. Springham, Poppy Woods, oh. Ricardo oh. Herrera, oh. Sarah Yu, oh. Tom Bombs, oh. Travis Newland, oh. Troy Anderson, oh. Zach Nelson. Corinna Williamson, Elizabeth Timmer, Nikki Baker, Robert NYC, David Olson, and Alexandra Sixth. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.